Hi there. Just a quick message. Join us at daughterofcreation.com, which is where you can sign up with your email to join the community aspect of this podcast. This is where I'll send you a Soulful Sundays newsletter, which has insights, practices, and an extension of the podcast to keep you on track each week. I think this is really important to stay in the frequency of this work, to stay in the healing zone as you're introducing and learning a lot of new concepts. So it is my intention to bring the community together in this way. I hope you'll be part of it. Daughterofcreation.com. We would love to see you over there. Thank you. Quick reminder that this series was created as an activation for you. It's a way of being, it's a presence that these guests are sharing their healing modalities. These are practices that they are experts in, they have thriving practices in, and to get to sit down with this many experts uh, in the field of emotions is really rare. So every time you listen and you open up, you're actually available to receive a healing from their energy field and what they're teaching you. So I invite you to continue to breathe and stay practice. And when you start to get into your mind and like want things to go faster or be different or any of those habits the monkey mind might inspire you into, I invite you to just stay present and stay present to what it might be showing you. Even the process of talking about emotions tends to bring up emotions. And sometimes even when those emotions come up, we are tempted to tune out. And so I'd like you to just be available uh, as you're listening, as you're driving, wherever it is you're listening to this, to open your emotional body, be available for the healing if that's your intention, and see what modalities fit with you. And I've created a lot of resources. Every guest is offering some follow-up resources for you to go deeper into a particular modality. So take advantage of that, use that for your um, own healing journey. It's my gift to you, it's our gift to you, um, because we really believe the, in the power of transformation. And as we each learn to transform and heal our traumas and our woundings, the more each of us gets to live our mission. And as we do that together, we just awaken each other. Hi everybody, welcome back. This is Ayla Skye at Daughter of Creation and I'm getting an opportunity to sit down with Maria Carbonell with Sama Ayurveda. So Maria and I know each other from a ways back. She taught me, she was my first teacher of the doshas of the Ayurvedic uh, breakdown of how we use the elements throughout our body. And I've loved following your journey, Maria, because you, both of us, have really been through it. You know, it's like a constant transformational journey. Um, and I see you and I see all the inner work you've done to continue to evolve, not just Ayurveda and your understanding of that tool, but yourself through this medicine and this work. And I honor that. I honor your journey. Thank you. And I honor the wisdom that you're here to share with us about the emotional body and how you use your tools of plants and body awareness and the elements, amongst other things, to help people calm and clear and soothe their emotions and their traumas. And I just look forward to everything that you're sharing today. Awesome. Thank you so much, Elia. Thanks for having me here on your podcast. And um, I'm just um, passionate about this topic. <laughs> and let's see where this goes. Absolutely. I'd love to start by hearing a little bit about what brought you onto this path of Ayurveda, Ayurvedic medicine. And maybe before you even go there, you could just do a little yeah. bit about what Ayurveda is. Oh, yeah. Um, well, Ayurveda is a very ancient system of healing it's a comprehensive and sophisticated <laughs> healing system that was um, co cognitized and born in india so it adopts the hindu um, traditions and culture um, but is a science based on the laws of nature the natural laws so anybody can be practicing it and even not know that they're even practicing ayurveda and it's really a system of managing our energy, of managing um, prana, that life force intelligence. So I'm just going to like distill it because it's, um, 
it has a very broad definition. <laughs> um, so I di really distill it to um, a process of removing so that we can remove the ignorance and allow the wisdom to flow through. And that wisdom is that life force intelligence, the prana. Mm. So being a good manage, manager of the flow of energy in our body just really distills what Ayurveda at its essence is so that we can um, be happy, so that we can live fulfilled and um, our aim and realize our aim and human potential and live it fully. Wow, that's a beautiful way of saying that. And when you say ignorance, I I, I'm just <laughs> sitting with that word. Yeah, big the word. Place, yeah. <laughs> to me, it strikes me as sort of the, what we don't yet know. How do you define it? It's the veil. It's the veil. It's the veil um, that we forget. We forgot. We forgot who we are. We forgot that uh, the basis of who we are, the essence of who we are is uh, a soul being, a spiritual being. But yet our practices, our daily practices, don't allow for connecting to that place of who we naturally are. And that helps to enliven our gifts and everything that, that, that gives us fulfillment and true satisfaction in life and true joy in life. So that ignorance is, is the laws of man that we've created and that we probably grew up in, <laughs> in our household, in school system, and in governments, and all these systems that were created, um, religious systems even, um, that were created by um, man, men, man, <laughs> man. And we, the ignorance is forgetting that our true nature is spirit. Hmm. So having practices that allow that true spirit to become enlivened, removing that ignorance and allowing that prana to flow through our body so we knew it but we just forgot so i kind of call it ignorance because most of us are walking around with our eyes closed sleepwalking through life um, and just don't know mm -hmm. there's those who know and not doing anything about it it means that the veil has been probably removed but they're still kind of being a lazy yogi. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the, I don't call those them ignorant. I call the ignorant with the eyes and I do it say in a loving way because I was one of those people, um, um, ignorant, ignorant. And I say that also in a loving way, the, my ignorance has been removed. I was once also sort of a lazy yogi until I got so many wake-up calls that um, I'm allowing the wisdom to flow through because I'm honoring the gift and I finally have seen it as a gift um, of this life that I'm living and the responsibilities that go along with it. So I hope that um, kind of sheds some light on that big topic. <laughs> it is a big topic I, yeah. I feel like it's really interesting in the system that i've used around emotions and clearing we we refer to it as being in denial mm. and there i think it's a similar kind of it's a sense of like sort of shoving something down or pushing it away and not allowing the truth of it to speak to us whether we're not ready to mm -hmm. or we haven't um evolved our consciousness to a place that we can even see that um it's definitely the starting point of the spiritual journey mm -hmm. yeah and most of us don't know just don't know and when you're ignorant to something you just don't know what you don't know until you do know <laughs> mm -hmm. and one of the big i think big pieces of waking up to the world is starting to recognize when you don't know something <laughs> there's a yeah. feeling of there's something there that 
I don't yet know. And that humility will often bring it to light, right? And it's usually in the body. And mm -hmm. it's usually when it gets to our body um, is, is when it becomes, they call it symptomatic. And it's when the body is trying to tell you something. Everybody's had sort of some sort of wake-up wake call. And it's pretty much landed in the body mm -hmm. by that time. Mm -hmm. That's a great way. That's a great way of talking about that. Mm -hmm. So when was your first, when was one of your wake up calls that brought you onto the path of the wisdom path? Mm. There have been so many, I think my divorce, I think helped me to wake up. I kind of walked away from that um, marriage. Um, I just, um, there was something there was something else for me else to, to live out. And I think the falling of my life back then and all the comforts of kind of losing home, uh, marriage, and pretty much everything in my life at that time was a really um, test of my um, resolve on my spiritual path. I think that was a big um, motivator the fire <laughs> yeah. let's say mm -hmm. how did you know how did you know that you wanted to leave that marriage what? my body my body kept telling me I started getting um aches and pains that I've not had before I started getting um vertigo I started getting hot flashes and I was still too young to have those things um and that's what actually brought me to Ayurveda um I didn't want to go to a doctor. I thought, oh, if I didn't know what was going on in my body, um, I do not want to have a pill for it to be shut down. I've got to know what's going on. So um, I ended up finding um, a place in Sebastopol. And it just one hour of a consultation and three hours of body therapies just helped me set on my path to awaken something in me that just like, wow, this... I could connect with this. This really makes sense. And I feel empowered to um, catch it at this stage of imbalance um, and, and get back on health again in a more sustainable way. So I ended up studying Ayurveda in the same place where um, I was given this, this wisdom with my teacher back then. <laughs> um, and that's how I started on my path to Ayurveda. Was that through the, like a massage, like body work? And then how does that path work with Ayurveda? It was body work, therapy, a lot of philosophy, Ayurvedic philosophy um, on consciousness and pulse diagnoses, clinical, hands-on. Um, so we got a very broad spectrum in our training. And you've evolved that training many times over in your, through your own lens and your own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's expression is, is still growing in you. I know. <laughs> As you can see it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that's a challenging part of all of this is growing, it con continuing to expand, continuing to let go of the idea of you were, I was this person then, and I'm, wanting to grow and let go of who I think I should be into who I'm actually evolving into. And, um, that process is been, um, a pretty amazing. How, you know, let's talk about emotions and plants because I know that you use plants to help people calm and soothe and ground mm -hmm. and, and all of the things. So like share mm -hmm. with us some of those, plant connections and how, you know, how do we start connecting with the plant world and how do those help us with yeah. our emotional selves? That actually started, um, started blossoming in Ojai, you know, when I met you mm. and, um, you know, I didn't ever think I was a gardener. My father was the gardener. He has prolific gardens, uh, vegetables, mainly Asian vegetables. And, um, and, the plants, it started, I started having dreams about plants before I actually studied herbalism. And um, actually in Ojai Foundation is where I got another hit of returning to the land to return to my innocence. 
Mm. And then more plant dreams. So I sort of resisted that path um, because I just didn't think I that was my path until these dreams started really awakening. They were very, very much um, present in my life. So I started naturally following that. And the messages just by being in the garden now, my excitement with the plants, my connection to mainly the Ayurvedic and aromatic plants, um, they've helped heal me. There's no way that I can help others if I did not experience it myself and am a true believer in them. So when I was going through my fibromyalgia and my imbalances, um, because I worked a lot and I had a lot of traumatic experiences that I didn't process or was slow to process, um, I went to plants to, um, to give me comfort um, I tell you, I can tell you the, the main ones that brought me comfort was ashwagandha and tulsi. Mm. Those are the two plants that really helped me through my trauma to help me rebalance my life, to help me give back the intelligence or flow the intelligence right back through me mm. uh, because I was so blocked. It helped to ground me in my air space energies. <laughs> so... Wow. I believe we all have plant allies, like they're like friends. We all have friends, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We have best friends. Um, and ashwagandha and Tulsi, they're my best friends. <laughs> and we call them, I call them plant allies. So I kind of help people connect with their plant allies. They know what they are. I'm just kind of... Um, nudging them in that direction and um, allowing them to speak kind of their the plant language. Ooh, I love that. I know mm. ashwagandha for myself has been a was has I've started a relationship with that plant this year as well. Mm. Uh, I was taking some some pill some supplements that really supported me with the ashwagandha, and then my good <laughs> friend who is very in tune with plants as well. She planted a garden outside her bedroom. Uh, sliding door mm -hmm. and the ashwagandha it was so sweet the ashwagandha like took over her whole garden oh a and she recognized that was her plant ally basically you know and she's yeah been, she's been using it um therapeutically now making tinctures and feeling exactly what you're saying like so oh awesome in her body. yeah and she, and she had been going to um marijuana for a certain embodiment quality that she mm -hmm. wanted and she actually found the ashwagandha felt like a cleaner version of, of a way to access her embodiment and um so i i love that plant as well and i know that it it, it has a hormone balancing quality correct yeah and it just gives us that vitality especially if we burnt our reserves out mm. and it helps to nourish that um you know the deepest layers of our tissue is the reproductive tissue mm. which in which all the other tissues skin muscle fat uh, bone they all feed into that reproductive tissue and that's what ashwagandha back does is get back as grounded and vital and nourished again and it's called strength of a hundred horses in India. So I give you that. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's it's marketed as an aphrodisiac for men. Oh wow! Strength <laughs> of a hundred horses. <laughs> Quality it gives you that strength back. And a lot of us are str struggling with the air and space element of us waking up, us in spiritual path, us healers, healing artists. You know the, those. Probably ashwagandha is going to be a good friend to a lot of um, spiritualists. Mm. So, yeah. What are some of the other plants that are, make good? You've seen and make good allies. I've seen um, people uh, poppy, and sometimes those allies just come when I'm sitting with somebody, and then I'll say, "Oh, have you do? What do you think of poppy?" And then this. And so Poppy helped this gal sleep, and that was her plant ally. She actually would sit in fields of Poppy, and she didn't even know what it did to her. She just liked being in it. 
So, she, so it's not something to understand intellectually. It's a feeling. Well, like the Wizard of Oz falling asleep in the poppies. Is that right? Yeah, remember <laughs> oh, when she? I don't remember that. Yeah, she. Oh. Poppies, poppies. Oh. I, <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. yeah. They, they like put that. her to sleep. They put her to sleep oh, right before she yes. enters Oz. She You're falls kidding. asleep. I can watch that. Yeah, in the field of poppies. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. how fun! Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so like that. So like that, or um, hibiscus. Somebody was mentioning hibiscus, or even a rose, or a lavender, mm -hmm. a rosemary. Um, you know, go to cola. Um, <clears throat> it, it could be somewhere you'll have many friends you'll have many allies you know but the those in your inner circle mm. you know? and they're going to change probably throughout life too mm -hmm. you know just like friendships yep um so that's how i help people just connect to the to the plant without making it some big deal it's mm. it's they're really here to share their friendship with us and they have they're very wise friends, wise old friends, giving unconditional love, giving their aromas, telling us to share the essence as they share their essence and aromas and they, their flowers and the seeds, they spread, spread, spread. And they're just like, spread your joy, spread, spread your knowledge, spread your love. You know, it's natural to us. Mm -hmm. There are so many messages in my garden that I get. It's, um, they're very chatty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that gift. And um, we get everybody has it. Everybody has it. Everybody has it. Just pause and pause anywhere you are in nature, and you can listen and tune in with them. Mm -hmm. Wow, I love that. <laughs> And you also coordinate this vibrational medicine, I'll call it vibrational medicine, with the aromas with, um, within the doshas in the body as well, the balancing of the elements. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And would you say, well, just tell us how you work, you help people work through their trauma and emotions. Well, um, again, um, because it's, it's changed me. <laughs> it's, um, not only the, the dreams, um, but also the opening up to the aromas and shifting something in my, in my brain when I started um, the aromatic path. It sent, my sense of smell is the strongest sense of, of mine. And um, it really brings you back to either awakening or a memory or this aroma will help celebrate this time in your life. There's so many um, ways that we can use aromas. Um, the anointing oil aromas that I created um, was based on my own healing of my uh, experiences, painful and traumatic experiences. Um, one was... Uh, a near-death experience, divorce, and um, crazy narcissistic man um, coming after me, trying to um, trying to hurt me, actually. And so, all those experiences in a short period of time, um, plants came into my dream and supported me. Um, bergamot, um, Palo Santo, frankincense, myrrh, and all that. So, I've created three anointing oils based on my healing paths. There's prayer, meditation meditation, return to innocence, and um, open to miracles. And it's actually a formula that I use with clients in just those three um, oils um, to help them on their healing path. Bergamo, frankincense, and what was the last one? It's a blend of um, bergamot, palo santo, frankincense, myrrh. Okay. Um, there's a lavender in there too. Um, so very basic, basic oils. Now this, the oils um, have a synergistic effect, but there's also the spirit of the plant. So when blending them, it's the intention of the person blending them that makes it really truly the medicine. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. It is true. It is true. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. in all things. And I feel like especially plant medicine and, and our connection with our food, um, this big cash cropping industrialization does not transmit what the vibrational medicine like putting our own uh, intentions into something. And I feel like that's a big learning of our world right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're putting in our essence. We're putting in our spirit Mm -hmm. essence into the mix with the plant essence. Now, if it has a, um, a vibration, high vibrational quality, it also depends where we're sourcing these, um, oils from so what heals one person might not heal another there's so many factors in that you know mm-hmm. um, but aromas uh, have been deeply healing for me and I use them every day and for face face balancing hormones um, remembering who I am simply using rosemary um, mm-hmm. every day and to focus concentration and just keeping me at my peak Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious because, you know, my grandmother was a great horticulturist. She started the Horticultural Society in the Bahamas and she's famous for her plants down there. People send me pictures still of plants that she planted that grow to this day. And she had this real gift with plants that I don't feel mm-hmm. that I inherited. You know, I feel like <laughs> I, have a, I have a block there. <laughs> And when you were speaking of your father's gifts with plants and then how yours, your gifts awakened in you a little later, Uh I really resonated with that story. And I wonder, Hmm. creating these allies with our plant friends, um, how, how do you start that relationship just by listening? Yeah, I think just, Gravity, go, just feeling, <laughs> just feeling what feels good to you. Um, does this plant feel good to you? Does doing this feel good to you? Does your hand, do your hands in the dirt feel good to you? Um, do you get excited going to um, be in nature? Um, follow that excitement because I didn't set on this path. Mm-hmm. I just followed that excitement. I mean, it it just made no sense. I mean, actually for me at that time, um, my path, but I, it faith, you know, faith is a big part of this path journey that we're on. And it requires continued faith of even if something doesn't make sense, like I'm going to buy this plant and I'm going to, take it to Austin with me when I move, you know, like, why do I want to take that plant? Why can't I just leave it in Ojai? <laughs> you know, so I, I took that Tulsi plant of all those plants. I, that's the one plant that I took and it grew here, but that's the plant that actually helped me adjust to my lifestyle. Once I moved to Austin, mm. that one plant, I don't have it anymore, but I harvest so many leaves from it. And that just that one plant that I, uprooted in Ojai and took it here with me so just follow that pulse of excitement in you it doesn't have to make sense go to botanical gardens go walk around just kind of wander and without any um goal oh I love Maria, one of the things I love about you, I'm sitting here listening to you and I just feel your energy so peaceful. Like even in your words and the way you speak, my body just relaxes. <laughs> and so I feel the essence of the vibrational medicine you carry through that, mm. through your presence. And so I just want to kind of open the floor to you of any other wisdom. Like what, what's on your heart to share with people in service? Oh, gosh. Um, I feel like the people who are maybe listening to your podcasts are might be people um, searching for maybe what it is that they're here to do. Um, what we call our dharma, their purpose. If so, if that resonates with with 
you or anybody is um, simplify your life. There's a saying, simplify your life to realize your dharma. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be this big thing to go out and find. Well, I was just telling you, follow that impulse and just keep feeling good and doing what you're doing. And if you don't enjoy doing it, find a way to stop doing it mm -hmm. and keep life very simple. There's such beauty in simplicity, which I have learned <laughs> finally, and I'm living it, that there's so much beauty in having rhythm in your life, in your daily life, keeping life very simple. Mm -hmm. daily routines what ayurveda calls dinacharya um so you can free up your creative mind for those um the flow of energy the creativity that wants to flow through you that's how simple it could be yeah and just simple is what we're craving mm -hmm. and um i think I think the women who come to me are actually looking for a path um, for simple to um, have that emotional balance in, our, in their life. And the emotional balance is created through um, creating those rhythms um, alongside with nature. Mm. You know, rising with the sun, waking up with the sun, going to bed you know, by 10 o'clock. Um, finding time for stillness every day, every day, a couple times a day. Um, and, you know, all of those things that Ayurveda teaches us, eating for intelligence, um, intelligent foods, knowing, mastering who you are. So knowing what your mind-body type is and mastering that because that's the foundation of of everything, <laughs> I was just like everything. That's what the basis of Ayurveda is, is dosha. Know what your mind-body type is. Mm. Um, and then you'll know how to um, bring emotional balance, how you digest your trauma, how you digest challenges in life. Your mind-body type will tell you how to manage your energy and how you are going to process are you slow to process? Are you slow to digest those experiences? Because different mind-body types are um, experience trauma and life challenges differently. We just are very different. Mm -hmm. So this path, we're talking about emotions and emotional balance. It just gives a systematic formula to bring our mind and emotions back into balance. I'm the most emotional person ever. <laughs> I mean, I've learned how to manage that. I learned how to process my, um, everything in life that I've experienced. I've learned how to process it. I was not a very good processor because I just did not have the tools. Mm -hmm. but once I started learning about my air and space elements um, and how I did not digest experiences well, um, like a fire type might, they just keep, they go on with their life. They are easy to let go and they're easy to go on with their life. Mm. But not everybody is like that. I learned like I'm the opposite person, but I've learned how to balance my emotional life and it has just helped me thrive in my life once I knew this. Mm -hmm. Well, you were saying to me that the people who are finding you lately, the clients you're working with, are really seeking out joy and fun and ready to live mm -hmm. that life and it occurs to me that that is the gift of learning to work with your emotions is that when we go to the depths and process the difficult ones the challenging emotions it actually opens us up space for us to be bring in the really positive ones and so it that is the gift of this work right oh yeah mm-hmm feeling true joy for us emotion I'm super emotional person as well it's been a lifetime of mastering and my energetics and, and learning to work with my emotions and I would say Maria that I'm more of a fire type I think I'm I have fi I have enough fire that I can kind of blast through stuff mm -hmm. what is um what is some of the challenges of fire types 
challenges of fire types are there um, mental in their mind a lot Mm-hmm. You feel like you're in your mind a lot, um, thinking and seeking knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. It's like Gandhi. <laughs> Gandhi, when in, he's in balance, because he was that young, fiery lawyer, remember? Mm-hmm. And then, um, he turned it around and started actually practicing Ayurveda and proponent for peace. Mm-hmm. So he managed his mind, meditated, stopped fighting, stopped resisting. <laughs> who he was and um, and started um, accepting so managing the mind because it's deeply connected to the body mm-hmm. and um, having a practice so that pranayama meditation that works for you you know a meditation has to work for you um, and herbs that help manage the mind um and um ayurvedic practices um dinacharya the daily practices of understanding how you process through your mind quick to are you quick to temper quick to judge and all those negative emotions that we all have but fire types tend to have them uh, um, have a tendency towards more of them. So mm-hmm. just knowing when, you know, um, comparison, jealousy com- comes up or um, wanting too much information where you haven't digested that information and, and become a, a, a good feeler. I know you said your emotions, your emotional, mm-hmm. um, but that's a little bit different from being a good feeler. Mm. What do you so, mean? By that? Um, so if your mind, if in your mind's a lot, it could kind of go spinning. So become a good feeler. Open up the five senses, the gateways to our soul. So senses are super important. So knowing how you're processing your life through your five senses, what you're seeing, what you choose not to see, what you. Are, are you touching? Is touch very um, soothing for you? Then um, give and receive more touch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, listening to, hearing. Um, do you need a little bit more silence and stillness? Mm-hmm. Um, or do you need to um, rev up your fire, your healthy fire? Mm-hmm. Sometimes that happens too, where it gets kind of squelched yeah. and I lose my life force and I start yeah. feeling you know, we all have gifts in those, in those ways that we run our energy. And mm-hmm. um, I think in the terms of the doshas, what you're talking about is svata, pitta, kapha, right? And mm-hmm. fire is pitta. And you would be more vata, right? Air, space, yeah. challenges and gifts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And your work is perfect for you, you know, <laughs> as, as a, a leader. I mean, you're leading us, you're leading through this podcast, mm-hmm. through these very inquisitive questions, um, uh, quick, your mind is very quick. Mm-hmm. So um, sharp, sharp intellect. So that's an imbalance, um, pitta energy. And you actually manage your energy very well. But when you swing like um, for the air and space element, it's probably, you probably need a little bit more rejuvenation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, working too much it's it's not even physical exhaustion anymore it's mental exhaustion mm-hmm. plant world will help you with that <laughs> and then for the for the mm-hmm. cough the cough of people out there so this dosha dosha breakdown is so intriguing and i've used it to understand diet to understand these behaviors to understand, like you're saying, how we route our emotional bodies through these experiences. Mm-hmm. So there's the the kapha is the earth and water, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. There, there, uh, there. That's a lot of us are living also in that low grade depression. Mm. Um, that's the earth element mm-hmm. because uh, water and earth, dirt is. Is heavy has a heavy quality. It's leth- it's lethargy in the body and the mind. 
Kafa types need to get moving. Mm. Um, tendency, I'm secondary Kafa. <laughs> we have second tendency to, to be comfortable. We love to be comfortable. Uh, but, um, but we need that also if we have been using our fire, overusing our fire, and we need a little bit rejuvenation, we just slow down a little bit. And that's when the Kafa energy becomes very supportive. Mm-hmm. But um, in balance, that is your best, that is your loyal friend. She's steady. Mm-hmm. And in physiologically in our body, that's our bone structure that gives us the stability, that mm-hmm. gives us our strength and our stability. And that's that um, steady friend who you can rely and count on at any time. <laughs> we all have that friend. Um, she's like a warm hug. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, people who carry that energy always relax me. I feel the slow <laughs> down and I feel the bringing into the body and yeah. the... the body relaxation that comes i think one of the things about being more of a fiery pitta-esque type person is that we get a lot of rewards for that you know in the world Uh and it can really cause overdrive because we're being rewarded for that imbalance a little bit and Mm -hmm. um because it's it is it's that out in the world doing 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 and Um, coming back into the slowness, the stillness, the watery, um, grounded does feel really nice. That's interesting. Yeah. It does get rewarded, doesn't it? That because it's, it's the external that we could actually see, um, progress maybe, (laughs) you know, happening, um, but it's sort of a different progress than what the Vata energy and Kapha energy could bring too. There's progress there in our in creativity, mm-hmm. the Vata creativity, and in the stillness in which the Kapha energy allows us, supports us with is just chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be here now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. So Kappa's telling you, just chill out, it's all good. Like, let the world turn. It will, <laughs> it will, like, it's what you're saying. Like, follow, I, I feel like what you were saying earlier is your Vata message is right on point here. Like, follow your creativity, follow your bliss. Let it show you. Yeah, mm-hmm. let it unfold. Yeah, yeah. 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 So interesting. That system really resonates with me and has served me. So for all the listeners, I, you know, we're not going to go into an extreme breakdown of the doshas, but know your dosha and know what elements you're working with and how you balance your inner elements. And, um, and that is a really supportive way to live up, to create peace really. Yeah. I, I feel like um, it has been a complete healing system for me, mm-hmm. Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't need to seek outside of it because it, it helps me have a guide, a blueprint, a guide to how I'm going to manage uh, my dosha, my emotions, how I process life and life experiences, what foods I eat what sort of relationship, um, who would make a good partner, what element. I think see things in elements. And so it's really helped me to bring in my world and it is like sort of con- container. Mm-hmm. It's contained because my world could be big with this Vata bigness energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's complete psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So I can master myself my entire life it's it's a whole lifetime mastery (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i'll never get bored you'll never get bored with Ayurveda. absolutely and that's the beauty of these ancient systems i mean they've developed over thousands and thousands of years and there's a completeness about that Mm -hmm. uh holism holisticness to Mm -hmm. the system which integrates all of life plants 
medicines, mm -hmm. air, air, the elements, you know, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really a vibrational tool to use for your toolbox of, of building your intuition and, and feeling your resonance with these various elements. Yeah. You got it. Ah, <laughs> you <there>. got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. It's um, help so that all the information, all the wisdom is flowing through you and your intuition. So all the food guidelines and all those guidelines, they're good when you're learning and understanding your body. But then you can get to the point where, oh, I need a little bit more roots in my diet or I should stop eating raw. So then your body innately knows and you don't have to go out seek. Yes. Um, yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's the key right there is to stop, mm -hmm. stop like seeking out others' opinions and start mm -hmm. to hone your own sense of your body. And that tool will serve you. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, save you tons of money. <laughs> so tons of money, tons of bad diets. Tons of therapy. Yeah. Uh, I tell you people, I tell people, I can save you lots of money. <laughs> totally. You're not gonna throw I love out. you a long time. Mm -hmm. I save you a lot of money. <laughs> it's so true. Um, my recent awareness has been food combining. All of a sudden my body's talking to me about like, no, you don't eat fruit with other things. Like that's what my body's sharing with me lately. And I had uh -huh. never given any thought to food combining. I know that's the ignorance and just removing the ignorance. Mm -hmm. is, you know, we knew this at some point, but we thought, okay, complicated was good. You know, more was good, but less is good. Food combining also as a rule in our body. You just can't, our gut can't handle that stuff. Like on Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, on this, on, mm -hmm. you know, mother brings this, grandma brings this, aunt brings this, and all this food combining in our belly. That's why we feel so sick afterwards. Mm -hmm. There's <laughs> the simplicity, absolutely right. And a time and a place for for different feelings. And yeah, there's just, there's so much there when you start to tune in and it's, it's true abundance. I mean, that's what we're saying about the money saving thing. It's abundant. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm laughing because I'm laughing at myself, you know, all, of all the things that I have uh, learned over the years. I'm unlearning and I'm still unlearning mm -hmm. and I've just lightened up so much that I can just enjoy food so much that that's where the true digestion happens because I'm really enjoying whatever I eat, whatever's put in front of me. I'm so grateful. Yes. Uh, yeah. And see, yes. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's in front of me. I could just enjoy it and be super grateful. And I'm a better digester now because vatas tend to have a weaker digestion. Mm -hmm. um, I can digest and I can eat, you know, anything because I'm pretty much in balance, but I have my imbalanced days. And that's when I really follow the vata diet. Mm -hmm. you know, more grounded root stuff. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for imparting your wisdom and your path and really your vibrational medicine that's coming through you. Like you were saying with the oils, by adding your essence to the, 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 our listeners in their day, there's a healing. So we appreciate you. You sharing your wisdom and your vibration and your um, yourself with us. Ah, uh, you're welcome. Thank you. It's been um, great talking to you again and just sh just sharing what's in my heart to share. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's a little follow up gift you have for people that I want yeah. to introduce as well. You would you like to share what that is? Yeah, they're um, aromatic affirmations and. Uh, distilled it to um, three plants that are most likely available wherever they are, if not in the ground, in a bottle. Um, and their essence, their aromas um, used with the mantras in that one sheeter um, can really support them emotionally 
um, spiritually and physically. So really keep it simple. There's an affirmation for each plant that, um, to practice um, every day. It's pretty much a prescription there. Um, and it's available on the link. Um, will there be a link? Yes, I have yeah. a link. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. The link is in the show notes, which you'll see on any of your podcast mm -hmm. apps. Yeah. And then, and then um, that sounds like a beautiful way to start connecting with plants through sound vibration and smell. Truly, yeah, perfect. It's bringing it is. elements together. And uh, I... I will be trying that. I'm I'm nurturing my relationship with the plant kingdom right now, and um, really appreciate all your sharing here. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Maria. Uh, love you, sister. Ah, uh -huh. moi, moi. <laughs> Hello, this is Ayla. Thanks for tuning in. So I have my own healing process that I've developed over the seven years I was working as an emotional healing professional. And then personally, I use shell to this day. And I work with clients all the time to move through their own blocks to their creation process. But this process is something that's actually very valuable and effective on its own. So in this Emotional Planet series, I've actually offered you lots of resources because different modalities resonate with each of us differently and at different times. But I really did want to share you my own with you my own process in the form of a course. So the online course is on my website. And in addition to the course, you get a free um, mentorship session with me to just go over the process and make sure that it's landing for you. So there's some one-on-one -on -one support and the course itself to teach you the technique. And this technique you can use over and over and over again every time something comes up. It really is the basic tool I use all the time. You can find it on my website, www.daughterofcreation.com backslash healing.